On this episode of Mouse and Joystick, we are a man down, unfortunately, but fear not. For me and Noah, we'll be here given our two cents and our opinions on what we can expect from the major publishers at this upcoming E3. Uh, so if you want to hear what we may be able to expect from companies like Sony, Microsoft, and more, stay tuned. Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman. Rise and shine. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a pre-E3 hyped-filled episode of Mouse and Joystick, or at least some sort of variant of that. Um, today, we will not be joined by Michael. He has a lot of uh, life stuff going on right now, so he's going to be a bit preoccupied today, but I'm joined here by my co-host Noah for uh, for a bit of a preview of to the 2017 E3. Uh, so how have, you, how have you been, Noah? How is everything uh, going for, for you so far? Uh, everything's been uh, moving along. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and just jump right into this. This is uh, not going to be a full-fledged episode of Mouse and Joystick, so I think we're going to be just focusing mainly around uh, E3, which is going to be starting this weekend, this upcoming Saturday, and it's going to be going across uh, pretty much at the end of the, the next week, even, with uh, various new titles being shown, uh, a little bit more information being revealed about pre-existing titles and just kind of the future of what we may be able to expect in the next year year and a half or so um but starting on saturday like i said that is the the first day of e3 in a sense uh technically e3 doesn't even start until like monday but these conferences are starting earlier and earlier <laughs> so i think it's uh about mid-afternoon sometime on saturday we are getting the electronic arts presentation I think they're calling the EA Play Now or something like that. But, um, yeah, so from EA, what are some things that you're hoping to see in particular? Anything at all? Uh, if they could maybe tease a bad company uh, return, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, um, out of all of their big franchises, the one that I would love to see is the the bad company spinoff from battlefield uh they super heavily teased a third installment at the end of the second one and we're what like eight years after that now and nothing's happened as all that damn so not as bad as those people still waiting for a resolution to the half-life story but i digress Uh, anyway, so as far as things that we will almost definitely get from EA, uh, we'll probably see a couple of their sports franchises, mainly titles like FIFA, Madden, NHL. Uh, so typical stuff that you would probably expect all the time from them. They're still big sellers, still big fan bases, so it's definitely going to be happening in one form or another. Uh, but I think the other major thing we're going to be expecting from EA is various Star Wars titles. Uh, they've had 
the license to Star Wars titles for oh, I can't remember when they first got it, but uh, the only thing they've really gotten use out of so far was uh, that first Battlefield oh, Battlefront game from the like, last year or the year before, and now we're kind of seeing a whole bunch of them starting to creep up and start getting some official releases here and there. Uh, I think the the first big one I'll mention is the already revealed Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, we saw a little bit of that from uh, an event a couple, couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. And I think we're just going to be expecting to see more basic gameplay from that. Maybe a little bit of the story campaign. Since that's kind of like the... You never know. They might just come out and show people at their desks with concept art talking about how excited they are for this game that could be coming out eventually. <laughs> By 2020. I mean, we've gotten that very thing like two years in a row, so I hope we do not see it a third time. I'm going to get pretty I'm upset. Say we'll give a full reveal for Star Wars, but we'll get like a weird concept like at a new IP or something. Yes, so... The other Star Wars properties that we know for sure are happening. Uh, there is a title being developed by Visceral Games, who did the the Dead Space games. And so far, all we saw from that was like a three second teaser where it shows like a bounty hunter kind of guy walking out of a cantina on Mos Eisley, and that was like literally all we saw. So I'm like, what is this going to be like? Uh, some sort of Star Wars Uncharted game? I don't know, but. I think we might see more of that. We might get like an official title and an actual trailer for that. And uh, this was announced a while ago, but apparently Respawn Entertainment is working on a Star Wars title, but we know even less about that than we do the Visceral game. Although if it's literally just like, I don't know, not necessarily Titanfall, but like Call of Duty with a Star Wars skin, I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm game. Let's do it. Never in my wildest dreams... What I think, like the creative minds behind Infinity Ward during the Quarter. Call of Duty, Call of Duty Four days, would be making a Star Wars title. A new Commando. Ooh, that would fit perfectly, like a Republic Commando title. I would be on board with that 100. Uh, percent But then, you know, like as far as other new things we can expect, um, I think we might see something from Bioware. There's a chance, uh, even though. Bioware recently released that uh, Mass Effect Andromeda to some mixed opinions. Uh, you have to keep in mind that that wasn't like the full Bioware. Like I think they've been operating as a, a dual team studio for a while, and that basically Andromeda was the work of the B team, so to say. <laughs> not, not. I'm not really commenting on the quality. That's just kind of how I heard it described. That there was a another group of Bioware people that were working on some bigger project and that was their main focus. Um, all we really know is <laughs> Star Wars to the forefront. <laughs> it's like we're working on Knights of the Old Republic three. <laughs> but the, the what we do know is they are working on a new like MMO kind of shooter thing called codenamed Dylan. That I mean, maybe I I don't know what. Bioware would do with that kind of a concept. It'd be interesting, but I I would hope they would do something that helps it stand up from the the rest of the pack. There, I don't know. We might see something from. I mean, there's still the Dragon Age property. I don't know if EA has any plans on bringing that out somehow. 
Uh, but yeah, like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> bit of a bit of a mystery going on here. VA. They have a lot that they could pull out, may not pull out. Who knows? I, I think they. He has Need for Speed, don't they? They just uh, announced a new one coming out. Yeah, uh, Need for Speed Payback or something like that. They'll probably payback. I don't know. They'll probably bring that out and show some gameplay from that. I lost interest in that series after Burnout. I think. Oh yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, Need for Speed used to be like the king of racing games, and now it's kind of just like eh. Back in the days when. Midnight Club and Need for Speed. Or Need for Speed Underground games. and Underground 2 are still some of my favorite games of all time. They were like open world street racers before like the Fast and Furious really took off. But, yeah, like PS2 era. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then like other than that though, I think uh, we might see probably more DLC for Battlefield 1. They still have like three or four packs for that to be released, so that's probably what they'll spend some time on. Just, just kind of reminding people that the game came out and exists. Hey, we're here. <laughs> um, and then then there's Titanfall Two. I don't know what to expect from Titanfall Two, despite how well the game was praised by critics and fans alike. It's kind of just been slipping in numbers and. It's not really being a successful game because people are not playing it anymore. So I don't know if they have any plans on trying to rejuvenate that with an update, or if they're just gonna let it go unmentioned. Because yeah, it kind of fell into like a niche market, so now only like hardcore players are playing it regularly. Yeah, like I, I'm almost afraid that they won't say anything at all because there's a slight possibility that a Titanfall. Surgeons could maybe interfere with Battlefront sales. I don't know. I mean, it depends if they're aiming. Did did they release a date for Battlefront Two? November seventeenth. Oh, so yeah, they'll probably keep it on the deal. Yeah, I don't know. I I, do, I hope they surprise me with that. I love Titanfall Two, and I'd I, I'd really like a a reason to go back and uh, reinstall it and play it some more. And, uh, yeah, one other thing I'm curious to see if they'll do is if they return with that indie showcase that they did last time. <laughs> Which kind of confuses me because it's like, well, if Electronic Arts is helping the game out, it's not really independent then, is it? Right. It's, uh, I think, I don't know if Microsoft killed their thing. I know Greenlight just died officially. Yeah, Steam Greenlight is no more and it's being replaced by that other system here in a couple of days. I want to say indie gaming was like a trend and now it's kind of fallen out of popularity. Kind of weird because some indie games are still coming out and doing very successfully, but then yeah, there's there's a lot of junk that kind of just sours some people's opinions, especially from uh the Kickstarter camp. Yeah. I don't know. I think I don't know. People kind of got caught up in like, oh, indie games are, you know. Minecraft was so successful. Right? That was so good. But then I think a lot of people got trapped in the the games, all the bad games that didn't turn out. And people put money forward and they just flopped over the course of their five-year development cycle that didn't really amount to anything. Not that there can't be good indie games. Like, I I hear that... uh... 
There's been some really good ones so far this year. I just haven't had a chance to look them look at them yet. I think it's it's found its place in the market, and I think it's at a rate to where it's stabilizing now, to where you can almost count how many indie games are going to make it in a year. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really have any uh, anything else to really mention about EA. The consistently not one of my favorite shows to watch. Sometimes bizarre, but they kind of just come out and sports. do their sports. their do their thing. Sports, Star Wars, sports, Star Wars. Yeah, I expect like ninety percent of the show to be between sports and Star Wars. So, uh, moving on, we have the next big show, which uh, I think is going to be very important to how things play out in the future, and that is uh, the Microsoft press conference. Um. Uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry. I was just kind of jumping in. No, you're you're good. Um, any anything really stand out to you for uh, Microsoft and what to expect from them? I mean, this is their their uh, baby that they've been like poking at the last couple of years. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got the most powerful console coming. It's gonna like branch out our family of consoles and give you a tier system that might be digestible more or rather for more people it'll be interesting to see if the hardware can do what they've been saying it can mm, exactly i i feel like microsoft needs to come out on stage and just like display a level of confidence in this new hardware that are showing the the scorpio uh and they really need to prove a lot of people not necessarily with the scorpio itself but with what they're going to be using to support the Scorpio. I don't have any doubts that the Scorpio is not going to be targeted as a, this is meant for everybody. It's very much going to be an enthusiast piece of hardware for those that have those 4k TVs, those that are like in the VR and stuff like that. Uh, but what they need to do is I think they need to come out and really bring up like step up and showcase some great games to actually utilize your new hardware with like yeah right now if you look at microsoft's software like their their exclusive games they don't really have any triple a titles anymore basically forza and halo yeah like forza halo and gears of war uh we just got a gears of war so i don't expect anything new from that camp uh there's a good chance they'll announce Forza 7 and try to showcase that with the 4K graphics and be like, look how beautiful this game is on the Scorpio. And they'll probably have another actual car on the stage. Probably. <laughs> they, they've done that like they do two or three times in a row. Screen, like, just huge rectangle. <laughs> they just showcase gameplay the entire time. I mean, it's not the worst way of doing it. Um, but like, yeah, like other than that, though, like the biggest franchise they have is probably halo and 343 studios has come out and said that they don't have any plans of showing showing a new halo at e3 i think they'll say anything about halo wars too i don't know man i i haven't not really heard anything at all about halo wars 2 since it came out i mean they've been launching dlc every month pretty regularly Mm -hmm. i think they're out to three packs now I don't know if that has like the kind of appeal to really showcase it at E3. Yeah. I don't, unless they do like a 
Blizzard thing and announce like esports for it or something, that'll probably be a small segment. Yeah, I, I could see that happening somewhere. Um, yeah. So I mean, if there's like no Halo, it's like, well, what what's going to be their big flagship to push this new hardware? Just just Forza. Crackdown. Um, Crackdown could happen. Um, there's been speculations of Crackdown three for a while, and sometimes it goes quiet for long periods of time before briefly showing up in like a different iteration. Uh, so I don't know if there's some sort of trouble going on with it, or if they're just like two, two years ago they were flashing these fancy game engines and destruction thing. Yeah, they're really just like, look at how much destruction there is in this game. It's like, oh, that's that's nice. For like two but, years. Do we have you know like a release date or anything like that? Nope. Um, I think it'd be really nice if they came out and actually like had a release date for this game in the somewhat near future, because that that could potentially be a pretty big seller, like an open world destructible kind of uh, game. I don't, I don't know too much about Crackdown. I've never played it myself, so I can't really speak to its quality too much. But I have no idea what it's like. It seems pretty well received. I think I think it could do pretty good for them. Um, but, uh, besides, uh, besides, uh, what we've already mentioned, I think the biggest thing that they could showcase is Sea of Thieves. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I forget this exists, but I, I really, really want this to come out and be good. Was it exclusive for Xbox and Windows? It's Xbox and Windows 10. So... I wish they'd do a big showcase on how they're going to improve... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure for Sea of Thieves' case, it is full um, cross-platform. Like uh, Xbox players will play with PC players and vice versa. Uh, so like everyone can share the same world. I don't, I don't think I've heard anything that discredits that that um, that notion. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to be going on with that. Uh, but again, it's like it's been in this like closed alpha kind of beta stage for over a year now we haven't heard any hints at a potential release date uh, so maybe that could be coming later this year might get pushed in the next year but i think you know a solid looking co-op pirate game could definitely definitely uh come out and do well for microsoft that's actually one of the titles that would get me really excited to hop in and you know utilize this windows service that they're they're trying to push and then there's the they have another co-op title with uh state of decay 2 which uh what else i remember it was that uh that oh what was it like that z- zombie game that was released on xbox live arcade back in the 360 i think so it's been a while since I played it, but I say it was I say this new one's co-op because I'm pretty sure that was confirmed, even though the first one was not co-op, despite the fact that it had like the perfect premise for a co-op title. Yeah, it's, it's four-player <laughs> co-op, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, so that I think that would be pretty decent. Although, from what I've seen of people talking, a lot of people are just like completely disinterested in the, the idea of a zombie game. Like that is that is a negative point. Now, if there's zombies in this game, they're not interested. But I guess we'll see. Might be a little too late for that. 
the other big thing uh, what we may see there is a uh, presentation on Middle Earth Shadow of War. Since there is that exclusive partnership going on for the marketing between them and the, that team. Uh, so that did recently get pushed to an October release date instead of August. And I have uh, my speculation that it could potentially be hinting at a release date for the Scorpio. Um, I mean, there, there could just be an actual reason from the developers themselves to delay the game like three months, but it, I mean, that yeah, would I, also be a good time to release that game and use it as a promotional tool for the new Scorpio. I can't remember when hardware release cycles are. Are they usually early fall? Uh, yeah, usually early fall times. Um, I want to say October, November time. I guess that makes sense then. Just in time to run out of stock before the holiday season hits. And just in time. Uh, those are kind of all the things I am expecting to see. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that you're aware of that we, we might see there besides uh, indie titles. Again, there, there's probably going to be another montage of indie titles there. I don't I don't expect anything big out of them this year. They have a lot to prove, though. Anyway, I, I feel like... Oculus support or something, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd like to see them get on the VR bandwagon everyone else is doing it besides them yeah but i feel like they have the most to prove out of any publisher this year just because they're they're like falling behind in hardware sales falling behind in the software sales it's like what what do you got to showcase like are you just gonna start being phased out like what are you what are you doing here they're they're definitely gonna be like the the conference I'm gonna be rooting for. Like I want to see them come on out and just like have a whole bunch of surprises after numerous failures that they've had. I'd love to see them make a comeback. Yeah, that would be nice to see. Especially after the uh, the cancellation of Scalebound, I think that was supposed to be a big thing this year, and it unfortunately never it's never gonna happen. And there were some rumors that it might resurface, but I don't know how much validity there were. Mm, that would be interesting to see. Uh, go for it, Microsoft. Uh, surprise us. Uh, okay, moving on again. Uh, this time we are late, late Sunday night, like midnight Eastern time. For some weird reason, Bethesda is hosting their showcase in the middle of the night. Um, but. It, the thing that interests me most about this is this is the only conference going into it that we know nothing about at all. Kind of usually, but there's this kind of motif in it. Lately it has been, yeah. It's like uh, ever since Fallout 4 kind of happened. Because um, if you think about it, everything that was shown at, la at last year's conference has already come out. Dishonor yeah, 2? Dishonor 2? That came out. Prey came out. Elder Scrolls Legends is like coming out of beta now. Uh, Quake Champions is in beta, so that's kind of out. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online just released a new, and the new expansion pack, so that's kind of out in a way. Um, but yeah, so like as far as what we can and cannot expect from them, um, Todd Howard has come out and specifically said that don't expect any new Elder Scrolls 6 information. You probably won't see that until 2018. I would 
be super joyed if that was just them lying to us and they come out and like, oh yeah, here's a trailer and this game's coming out in like four months. Have fun. But I digress. If it, we if we, to, if we have to wait until next year for a new Elder Scrolls game, then so be it. Uh, the actually, I, I was lying. There is one thing that was shown at the last press conference that we did not get so far, and that was the VR version of Fallout Four. Everybody needs that, right? Because everyone's dying to get that. But uh, yeah, so we might see a little bit more Fallout Four VR if that's something they're still actively working on. Um, I've heard some people maybe in a maybe in a bit of desperation try spreading rumors about a potential fallout spin off spin off in the same way of uh fallout new vegas but i have my doubts i i don't know if they're ready to do a fallout spin out spin off so so far i don't know maybe big property uh this one is probably the most likely thing to, to see which is a new wolfenstein game uh codenamed new colossus they were actually heavily teasing this at the last e3 conference from from last year that was almost like specifically stated that there was a new colossus thing related to wolfenstein that was going to be coming soon and here we are a year later and it's like well what what could they show they have this property that was doing well and we haven't heard anything about so i think i think we can expect a new wolfenstein game i think that's almost a guaranteed And another thing that's uh, been heavily teased from various sources uh, is a sequel to The Evil Within, which is that uh, Resident Evil-inspired survival horror game. Um, I don't know too much about it. I never, never got around to playing it. So we might see that. That could be a potential hit. But the, other than that, though, it's like uh, maybe... maybe DLC for Dishonored 2 or Prey. Um, those are both kind of out and they haven't really talked about them much since the release. Um, considering that we just got a like a release of Elder Scrolls Legends and a new expansion for Elder Scrolls Online, I don't expect to see too much of those. They, they'll probably bring them out and mention that you can like go and sign up and play them today. Like go and play these now. Like that, other than that, though, I don't really expect any new stuff. You too can become legendary. Play Elder Scrolls Legends today. It's like, oh boy, card game. I don't want to buy any more packs. Uh, Doom, maybe. I don't. I don't expect to see anything new from Doom. Considering the new one just came out last year. Yeah, I don't. Unless they like do like a single or like a campaign expansion. That would be pretty pretty tight. I would uh, be down for that, but considering how everything so far has just been so multi- multiplayer focused, I I have my doubts that they would uh, they would just do a tiny chunk of Doom stuff. Although there there have also been rumors, uh, helped sparked by Todd Howard himself, that said that uh, what was it like last year? He said that there was like three big RPG titles being worked on by Bethesda. One of them was obviously Elder Scrolls. I think the other one was Fallout. And there was a third one that no one knew anything about. And apparently the rumor is there's a, like a, a sci-fi themed space RPG being developed. Um, but other than that, though, like we don't have any details. It's just like a complete unknown. There's 
this mystical third project that's going to be a new IP that we that we just know is a thing. But that yeah, like uh, other than other than that though, like Bethesda is like a complete like blank, blank slate. slate. Like I don't I don't know what to expect from them. Although there was a new Elder Scrolls, I'd be so excited. Make it happen. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, so, uh, we heard you guys. Uh, apparently, a lot of you people liked Skyrim for some reason. <laughs> uh, and uh, we like money, so uh, here's uh, here's another one. A new console rotation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's like, Skyrim came out 360 era, right? That's right. It came out in 2011 before there was a PlayStation 4 and Six Xbox years One. Ago. Oh my god. It's time. Let's let's do this, Todd Howard. The world needs yeah. it. <laughs> uh anything else to add uh, to Bethesda? Uh, uh I think really. I thought their time slot was really strange. They're the only one that's like happening super late at night. Maybe their new IP has something to do with it. I mean, I know the evil. I know the evil within could potentially be like a bloody, gory kind of thing. But it's like, really, this is something that's being broadcasted on the internet. It's not like that's that big a deal or anything like that. It's like people got to work Monday morning. What are you doing? Oh well. Uh, that should be a, an interesting show to to see, just because there's going to be so many unknowns going into it. And uh, let's move on from there to potentially one of the more exciting conferences, sometimes, maybe. Depending on your perspective. Depending on your first perspective. But uh, the one I'm referring to is Ubisoft's conference. Um, I'm... Pretty confident in saying that probably the biggest thing we're going to see come out of Ubisoft's conference is the reveal of the new Assassin's Creed game. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a leak. Well, there's been multiple leaks, but there was a big leak recently from uh, like a some retailer, like a GameStop or something, where uh, someone took a picture of the pre order card for the next Assassin's Creed game. And it very clearly says that it's going to be called Assassin's Creed Origins, and there's like a big pyramid, and it's like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be about. Like it wasn't one of the blurry images either. It was it was pretty HD, so it's it's pretty definitive that uh, next Assassin's Creed we're getting is going to be in Egypt and be called Assassin's Creed Origins. Now, I don't know about about you, but when I hear the word Origins, I'm thinking this this better be like some sort of a reboot of the whole story, or you're tying everything together in this one because this series story has gone off the rails, like <laughs> like big time. It's like. Wait, what do you mean the 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 assassins and the Templars have been a, like this holy war against each other for centuries, and it's being spurred on by aliens from outer space? What? <laughs> uh, so, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I know Assassin's Creed in recent times has not been very favorably viewed, but at one point, I remember almost everyone and their mom playing Assassin's Creed and really enjoying it and thinking very highly of the games. So I I hope they can uh yeah something like that. So I hope they can uh kind of return the form and uh, showcase a proper Assassin's Creed game that's not just going to be the same formula over and over again. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a good segue. 
Uh, because uh, since the last time we did an episode of this, we did get a reveal of the upcoming Far Cry 5. Now, this is a super interesting title to me. One that I never thought I'd actually be this kind of pumped for, but the details that we got for this game so far have confirmed that it is not going to be taking place in a rural, like a isolated uh, area. Like it's actually going to be taking place inside of the United States of America. Uh, in the isolated tropical area, it's not mountains and water. Well, there'll be mountains and water, but uh, it's going to be taken in the uh, redneck country side of uh, Montana in the fictional place of New Hope County. And essentially, what you are fighting against is a cult of extremist religious folk who are like rebelling against the government and just finding, founding their own territory. It's kind of unique in a way. Like I haven't seen that unless you, unless you're like in an outlast two or something like that. But yeah, like a, a cult of religious extremists, that sounds pretty interesting, especially considering they're it's going to be taking place in the, the backwoods of America. Yeah. It's going to be interesting how they cover that whole debacle. There's uh, definitely been a lot of controversy surrounding it since it's released already, but um, one thing we have not really seen from it is actual gameplay yet. I'm sure, you know, the shooting and all that will still be there, and there'll probably still be the hunting and crafting components. Uh, But one thing that's kind of been a sore, that's been sticking out like a sore thumb for the Far Cry games is the whole towers thing. Uh, I think the Far Cry series, more than any other franchise, gets criticized for the use of towers. And so I'm curious to see if they're going to be addressing that at all, or if they're just going to say, screw it, we got an interesting setting, we're going to keep the gameplay the same. Uh, so I'm expecting to actually see like a, a gameplay demo of that, uh, considering the game is scheduled to be coming out in February of next year. So it's not too far out. It's, uh, it's what, like seven or eight months away? Something like that. Anyways, um, let's go ahead and uh, move on from the, the Far Cry presentation. I think that's going to be a given. Uh, the other thing we have to look forward to, uh, this was already officially announced on their Twitter page, but there is a sequel to the crew coming out. Uh, the crew too, for those that missed it. Uh, if I remember correctly, the crew was that open world ish kind of racing game where you could just get a whole bunch of people in at once. And I guess it was kind of like Forza Horizon in a way, but maybe not as uh, country ish. I don't I don't know how to describe it. Uh basically take an MMO and then apply it to an open world arc. Okay, yeah, so kind of a kind of open world racing kind of game. I don't think their first crew did too great, but uh but maybe I don't know, we might uh, I guess I guess it's worth looking at see what they do to address the issues the first game may have had. Uh, anyways, moving on from the crew to I don't I don't know if there's uh, anything else you want to add on to that. I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that seems like the the common response I've heard from people so far. 
Uh, yeah, so moving on from that. <laughs> surprise, surprise! We will be seeing South Park The Fractured Butthole again at E3, despite the fact it was supposed to come out last fall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for some reason, it's been delayed several months. Uh, but apparently now it's got a, another release date of uh, October 17th or something like that. So uh, hopefully this will be the, the final push and we will actually get to see that game come out sometime this year. Uh, still have not. I hope, yeah. Still have not heard any right. official reasoning on why it was delayed so long. Uh, I think. My hope is that since it was so culturally focused, that they wrote a script entirely dependent on the election. They had to scrap it. But I hope they release or incorporate like an alternate reality, so like it's like a multi-ending kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd love to see but something no, like that. Uh, Matt and Trey Parker, they're they're geniuses in a way, so I have uh, faith in this product. So uh, yeah, take all the time you need. Let's let's make sure it's good and get it out. I'll uh, I'll take my time with it. Gonna gonna be a good one. Uh, For Honor, that was uh, the new IP that we saw from Ubisoft earlier this year. Um, and apparently, it's not doing very well. Uh, since it's released, it's lost like 90 or 95% of its player base or something like that. Uh, do, uh, we, hear, do we hear anything about For Honor at the show? I said they drop it like it's hot. Damn. <laughs> it's like you go from E3 2006. The hype for For Honor is there. Everyone's excited. One year later, it's been released and it's already dead. I mean, you could chalk it up to the whole corporate issue, but I doubt that's the issue. I think it was just poorly executed. It was very poorly executed, for sure. Um, it's kind of a shame Michael's not here, because he'd definitely be able to elaborate on it a bit more than we could, but the yeah. general... <laughs> the general, the He's the one that actually bought it on release day. Uh, that sucks for him. Anyway. <laughs> um, from from what I've heard, the, like the biggest issues with For Honor is a, a lot of it has to do with the the DLC and the microtransactions, and how it's such a grind just to get anything in that game if you're not willing to pay real money for it. Do you want to demotivate any player base? That's exactly how to do it. That's how to do it. That's the Ubisoft way. Uh, although, hopefully, some rebranding will help them out. Some rebranding would be pretty good. I mean. Let's real talk here. Rainbow Six Siege had a really rough launch as well. And that managed yes. to recover itself quite well. So maybe they can pull it off again. Who knows? We'll have to have to see how that goes. Um, oh, maybe if they could just build a solid game from the start, they'd be in a better place. Hey, let's not be reasonable now. There's a, there's no such thing as a solid multiplayer game when it first launches. That, I don't know. That's apparently an impossibility for these companies. Because I guess you could look at it two ways. Is that they built like a ground level game and then they let people walk all over it and then they built it up from what was left. I mean, it, you know, it was technically built to the player base because rainbow six did pretty well, but now they're kind of turning, turning, uh, yeah, it's a, into a, they show pretty quick. The momentum has not quite been there for siege. Um, I know we were kind of, Super pumped about it a little while ago, and I I think I think we still are. The problem is uh, 
a lot of the new content for that game is being pushed back in favor of actual maintenance and like fixing bugs and stuff like that, which is that's great. That might have been stuff you want to do earlier on than now, but it's nice that they are actually getting around to doing that kind of uh, maintenance, that kind of a uh, healing for it. I guess you want to say <laughs> if they actually do what they're saying they're doing. <laughs> They're like, oh, actually, we aren't doing anything. We just didn't have the new operators ready, so we decided to push them back three months. No big they deal. They launched the event without like any hardcore like patch notes or yeah, that was explanations. weird. <laughs> They're just like Operation no. Health is live. What is Operation Health? You say we don't know. We don't have any you numbers to us. give you. <laughs> it's like oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I th- I think uh, I think Rainbow Six Siege will be fine in the long run, and I'd l- I hopefully uh, For Honor can kind of at least copy that in a sense, because I think that was successful enough. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Only time will tell. So uh, hopefully, for the people who liked it, they do that. But I don't hopefully, know. It might not even be the same game. Because I know that, that with it. I know that the people that liked it really liked it. The people that were just kind of eh. Or just eh, <laughs> I imagine that. But uh, but yeah. So I don't I don't like seeing new IPs come out and just kind of get trashed and die off. Cause then you get stuck in a world where where you have like you know I don't know like uh, twenty bajillion Assassin's Creed games. Uh, was, Could you imagine that? That'd be awful. That would be awful. <laughs> uh, so so hopefully that uh, I, I hope they mention it in seven capacity and try to try to braid our braid spot on it somewhere uh but yeah we, we've already talked about uh rainbow six siege a little bit um as far as things we could maybe hear also coming from the tom clancy camp um i think the idea of a new ghost recon is out of the question since we just got uh what is that ghost recon wildlands like yeah. two or three months ago yeah march yeah early march uh even though that game has come out and been selling very well like i think if you look at sales number it's still the best selling game this year so far surprisingly it's been outselling like zelda and horizon zero dawn and some other multi-platform titles it's just quietly been sitting there at the top but like i haven't heard a peep about it I mean, it's kind of like a multiplayer uh, or co-op. What is it? Um... Yeah, like uh, it's got like game. What is it? Uh, GTA. No, I mean it's kind of like GTA, but there's the other one where it's like run around, blow up, wingsuit, grapple hook thing. Oh, just cause. Yeah. Yeah, it like kind of like co-op. that. Just I mean, I, I can. It kind of makes sense why it's been uh, selling very well. You got you get your shooter bits, you got your co-op, you got your open world. I mean, it it felt pretty polished. I have the full game. And I played it. Like I think I've probably thirty percent of the way mm-hmm. cleared, and it it feels polished. It's just uh, I didn't realize how long of a game it is. It's like probably a hundred hour game. Oh my! But I'm I'm assuming a lot of that is kind of just like the same stuff over and over again. Yeah, I mean, just take 
Far Cry and then add 10 Far Cry games to a map, and that's basically the game. <laughs> Whoa, if you put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm not really expecting to hear a whole lot. They might come out and be like, buy this new expansion pass for or something. But yeah, nothing, uh, nothing substantial beyond that. Um, I don't think there will be an actual new Rainbow Six game either. I think uh, they're very set in this multi-year plan for Siege. I think they have a year three planned already, don't they? I don't know. I, I thought, know they have year planned out. Yeah, this is a this is year two, and we're like part way through that. I, I thought they had a third they're year coming already by three months. So. Delayed by three months. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. They might tease a new Rainbow Six game that could, could potentially come out like next year, but I am somewhat doubtful of that. They rumored that they said they wanted to get the operators up into the triple digits. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. But I think that was more conjecture than anything else. Kind of turn it into like a MOBA thing where you kind of play it over. <laughs> Introducing Rainbow Six Siege Two. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people have invested and the company's invested a lot into it to where if they just dropped it and came out with a new one, it would be weird. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see them doing that. I think they're going to just refer to it via the version number rather than the game itself. Like a, maybe like a deluxe edition or something. I don't know. Legacy. <laughs> Legacy operators. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't really expect any new Rainbow Six content either. Um, huh, I mean, just some esports stuff. They could do an esports thing. I they were kind of pushing that a couple months ago when that was at its peak. I could see them bringing it back for season two. Our one esport. We're gonna have an actual competitive match live on the stage right now. Why is half the thirty meters in the air? All right. Speaking of uh, franchises that, or well, like new IPs that may not have been heard from ever again, um, the division came out. Oh, that's that's still a thing. That came out what last year? It was a flash yeah. in the pan. Kind of died. They announced like two DLC packs for it. People kind of were outraged at some of the stuff that they heard about it. They kind of quality went back to tweaking it. They apparently were released, but I didn't hear anything about them and haven't heard anything since. Do they try to relaunch the division in a way, or is that dead? I, I feel like that's too many projects. <laughs> that one might be too far gone at this point. A lot of potential. I mean, that could be something they could potentially try to bring back in a, like a sequel. Down the line, because they tried adding the dark zone. I don't know how well that went over or not. That did not go well at all. I think they'll just kind of quietly let it die out, let it go. Uh, the thing I, I I'm almost certain we're gonna see a new Splinter Cell game. Uh, that's been a quiet franchise for them for a while. Like the last one came out in 2013, I think. Splinter Cell Blacklist, and apparently it did pretty well, so I don't see any reason not to continue that series on, especially since, uh, surprisingly, as of late, like the last year or two, I've seen kind of a resurgence of stealth games. 
Uh, like Metal Gear Solid Five doing really well. Apparently, Hitman didn't sell well, but was well received by critics. So I, I could see the uh, the appeal of doing a uh, another Splinter Cell title. But uh, like other than that, though, I don't really know what to expect from Ubisoft. Apparently, they have another new IP in the works that they're going to showcase at the end, kind of like how they did with Steep. That was just fantastic. I kind of forgot Steep existed until I literally just mentioned it. I don't know where that word came out of my mouth, but it did. I was like, Steep, why did I say that? Oh my god, that existed. Yeah, that was really, I don't know. I just thought it was weird when they announced it, weird when they were in beta, weird when it came out. Yeah, they're like, this is the most hyped game we have. Brand new, open world, snow sporting, extreme sports game. It's like, eh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, we'll let it go. And good night, everybody. <laughs> um, oh, another another big series they have, but I don't really expect to hear much about uh, Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs 2 came out not too long ago, but I don't see him doing another one, at least not right now. So I think uh, we might be able to expect some new IPs from Ubisoft, or they might just have a surprisingly short show. Who knows? Anything could happen at Ubisoft. They could come out and decide to spend half their show talking about Just Dance 2018. (laughs) That could very well happen. I want to see some cringeworthy dancing. But yeah, even though it seems like their slate is pretty short, I have heard that they are going to spend a large portion, like almost half the show, talking about the new Assassin's Creed. Uh, So uh, that's either going to be awesome or terrible. (laughs) It's like, uh, guess we'll guess we'll find out in a couple days from now. Um, You're just going to pull X-Men and like redo the story that they've already done. I I'm hoping they just are like yeah all that stuff that happened in the previous ones like just forget it like even though this is called a Sanskrit Origins it's practically like a new story we're rebooting everything I think that's what they should do like you're going all the way back to the beginning it's like well I'll be just gonna hop right back into the story where you left off like four games ago or what's going on here game in and now it's just like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> Ever since then, they've just been like floundering like a fish. I, even though Black Flag was really good, that was really good because it had like the least amount of that weird BS was, story. It and it was just least. like, yeah, we're just going to have like the most mechanically sound, best designed world of any Assassin's Creed game. They're like, oh, okay, that works. The least <laughs> Assassin's Creed game of the Assassin's Creed game. Basically, Pirate's Creed. Basically, was I treated as a pirate IP rather than an Assassin's Creed. It, it really is more of like a open world pirate RPG kind of game than anything else. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll come back and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna create a new pirate franchise based off Assassin's Creed." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody thought they were gonna do it after Black Flag came out. They just come out like they don't even have Assassin's Creed in the title, and they're just like Black Flag Two. Yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thing, we're distancing from that <laughs> maybe i guess i guess we'll see uh anything else that you uh kind of expect to maybe see uh, at ubisoft 
I don't have too many games from Ubisoft. So I'm not really a big fan of them lately or in the past. Understandable but, for know, sure. Surprise me. Always open to surprises. Um, let's move on to that. Um, this is probably one of the probably the biggest show that we see uh the past couple of years. It's a Sony conference. Um games, I, games, games. That I've actually saw a article on uh what was it, Vice or Waypoint the other day. How they were like, Sony's E3 conferences are now about games that you will not get to see or play again for another year and a half after they're announced. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but when the games eventually do come out, they're generally very, very, very good, and the trailers are amazing, so I guess they I'm can going down. They can kind of just keep doing what they're doing. It's fine by me. <laughs> I'm going down the list, and I'm pretty sure... All of these were on the list of E3 last year, weren't they? That that's the thing I was I was going to comment on. Looking at my list, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, every single one of these titles I have here had a trailer shown last year, except was red, except except uh, the bottom two. Those the bottom yeah, twos are different, but we these look all familiar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's because they were showcased last year. Let, let me let me go down the list that we have here. So uh, the first one I have is Days Gone. Uh, that's, I guess you can say it's a new IP. Although when they first revealed it, they were like, Hey guys, look at that. We're at the Sony conference and there's a zombie game being showed. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I was like, Oh my God, it's the last of us too. And then it get to like the end. It's like, it's not the last of us too. You son of a bitch. Sons of Anarchy <laughs> meets last of us. The walking sons of anarchy. <laughs> that's essentially what it is. It's like, you take one of those TV shows like one of the main characters from the shows and you're just like open like zombie game. Uh, although I will give credit to this game. I really do like the kind of uh, the technology they put into it and just like how many bodies they can render at once or how many like, enemies there are on screen at once that just kind of run at you. First it's, time we've seen a zombie mechanic that like resembles something that we've seen in a zombie movie. <laughs> yeah, kind of like, it's not the the actual intelligence that the AI is pretty straightforward. Zombies are like running a straight line towards you, and that's all they do. But just like the sheer number of them actually makes it feel like an overwhelming, almost hopeless fight. Just just from, from what I've seen so like far. World War Z. It's ve- World War Z stuff. It's very much like World War Z. Like the zombies get over the giant as well just by running in a straight line so much that they pile up so high, they can just like go up this giant ramp of their own bodies. It's like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, but it'd be interesting. I hope they can bring it out and try to get people a little bit more excited for it. Cause a lot of the complaints I heard about it were, it's not the last of us and it doesn't look interesting because it's another zombie game with shooters, shooter mechanics and other generic stuff. I, I guess we'll see. Um, it looked cool. I don't know. Uh, we saw like a very short thing of it last year, so we'll see. Yeah, I hope they, they they can come out and they're like, look at here's like actual and you know, like bike driving mechanics and maybe some sort of crafting system and I don't know. Maybe there's going to be like a hub with NPCs and quests you can take. I don't know. They can they can maybe introduce some other stuff like that that makes it a little bit more interesting than what we saw last year. Uh, It'd be kind of cool if they just made the zombies like. Obviously, it's a main focus. We could kind of make it like uh, 
low environmental like because it's part of the environment and just feels natural kind of thing where it's yeah the big the big like it's like it's always looming there you know like it's just you don't go out in the world to find the zombies you go out in the world to do other stuff but zombies just happen to be there yeah i think that would be a good way to go about it but i think yeah i think that would be kind of a interesting way of going about it um it would kind of be how like the later episodes or like later portions of the walking dead series has been where as the series goes on and on, like it becomes less about the zombies and more about the other humans who are the real threat of the series. You know, zombies are just kind of there and every once in a while they they become a hazard. So yeah, I think, uh, I think that would be a interesting approach to see, but again, I not a hundred percent sure what to expect. Um, that's probably going to be one of the bigger question marks going into the show is what to expect from days gone. Uh, next title I have here is the new God of war, God of war Four, God of war reboots, whatever they're going to be calling it. Um, the trailer we saw last year for it was pretty impressive. Uh, already now is an actual release date. That's uh, still kind of a, a question. Although I saw a leak not too long ago that suggests that there's a retail version of it coming out like next February or March or sometime like that. So I think that's still that far away. Still that far away, but kind of makes sense. I think every single God of War except one of the PSP games came out in March. So it's kind of like their tradition just to release in March. They might just keep that up. Plus, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn came out the end of February and that ended up selling very well. So I kind of proved to Sony that it's actually not a bad time to release a, a game because it will still sell. Um, but yeah, like New God of War, I don't think there's really anything that they need to show. I think the trailer they showed last year was good. They just need to come out and confirm a release date for that, I think. Uh, then we have the, the new Spider-Man game. Um, this is not going to be making the release of the new Spider-Man movie. It's going to be coming out afterwards. And I think it's being developed by... Uh, who's who's developing it? Is it Insomniac? Or... Let me double check. The guys who do uh... being yeah, it's being developed by Insomniac, who were the uh, Ratchet and Clank and Resistance developers. Okay, yeah, that's what. Yeah, okay. Um, so like uh, that looks pretty pretty fun. Um, it seems to be bringing back a lot of the mechanics and kind of the the gameplay style from the older Spider-Man games, like uh, Spider-Man Two from the PlayStation Two kind of kind of a thing. Um, that's generally regarded as one of the best movie to game adaptations. So maybe it can kind of recapture that magic. Who knows? Uh, but should be should be exciting to see. Again, that's another one we don't have a release date for. So I kind of expect them to come on and out and just show another trailer with a release date. And then moving on, we have uh, well, what's his name? The new David Cage game called Detroit Become Human uh, from the developers of Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Uh, it's going to be one of those very narrative focused games where like there's almost no gameplay instead it's more like of an interactive movie in a sense but um, some people tend to really like that and some people tend to hate it. Uh, I say whatever you're just your cup of tea. 
I, so I expect to see maybe like another demo of that and a release date because we still don't have one for those. Uh, and there's uh, definitely a pattern to how this list is starting to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to get a trailer and a release date. Then that's, that's all they need to do and they're good to go. <laughs> part two. <laughs> let, let me let me skip this next bullet point here and just go on to the to that game right below that the the last of us two uh i think all they need to do is show a gameplay trailer and uh give a release window yeah, <laughs> being uh being perfectly honest so like that could potentially be the biggest thing that the show I don't know, any one of those last three, there could be a huge thing. Um, they, when they revealed the game not too long ago, they did say it was still far off and probably weren't going to be hearing much about it. Uh, I'd love, love, love to see a like gameplay for Last of Us 2, but definitely wouldn't be surprised if they held that off and saved it for 2018 or 2019 even. That one's gonna be a bit of a bit of a way off for me. My question is, I didn't play the game, and I think it's far enough past it that we can talk about it. Didn't wasn't there an option at the end to kill one of the main characters? Um. Okay. So, like, getting into some Last of Us spoilers, folks. If you if you do, if you don't want to hear it, I mean, come back in a couple minutes. No. So, at the end of the first game. The two main characters are both alive, but definitely some some other stuff happens that will have repercussions f- for the rest of the world. Um, and you could definitely see hints of what happened at the first one having big consequences leading up into the second one. I just wasn't sure because I didn't play it or watch any gameplay so I, I just from like hearing stuff i assumed that you had the option to kill someone not quite no i mean there is an option to kill someone but it's not one of the main characters okay. so uh, you're not you're not not too far off there um yeah um i don't really expect too much from the last of us although i'd, I'd like to see it it's uh definitely something they could hold off for a, a different event later on uh, so let me go. Let me go back up to the my previous point, the previous bullet point we have here. Um, it was announced just the other day by uh, Hideo Kojima himself that there were no plans of showing anything at Death Stranding at E3. But knowing Kojima, he could still show up and show the game and be like, "Ha It's not called Death Stranding. I fooled you all." And be like, well, he technically <laughs> didn't show Death Stranding at the game. He didn't show Death Stranding. From what I've seen so far, I'm guessing it's going to be like a Bioshock slash... May, uh, what was that? Indie game Make Happy or something like that? Oh, uh, We Happy Few? It's going to be like a Bioshock We Happy Few kind of-esque thing. That would be interesting. Uh I, st- I still have no idea because I've heard some people say, oh, it's going to be a third person action game like Uncharted. And then I've heard some people say completely different things. They're like, oh, it's a survival horror like Silent Hill. So I'm like, what? I don't know what to believe. <laughs> Maybe it's everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> it's like, have you ever heard of the fabled game which contains elements of every game genre? Well, this is it. <laughs> it's like, oh my oh. god, you madman. I'm not a big fan of the games that are just like 
very artsy, very dense imagery. Mm-hmm. And I just like oh. a lot of times I just feel like they don't think about it and they just do like extreme imaging, to like just get people confused, think they're thinking about something. But I don't know. It's totally a fair opinion to have right there. We'll see. Maybe I'll love it. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. But uh, the official word is we're not going to be seeing it. So if it is there, it's a, supposed to be a surprise. Uh, let's go down to the, the bottom two things I have. So um, from software, the developers of the beloved Souls series and uh, Bloodborne, I don't know if they've been confirmed to actually have a appearance or a spot at the show anywhere. But what we do know is their last project, Dark Souls 3, has wrapped up. They're completely done with that and all the DLC. They are apparently contracted with Sony for one more game. We don't know what that game is supposed to be. It could be a sequel. It could be a new IP. Uh, there was apparently there was apparently a leak the other day about uh, the setting of from software's next game and it was supposed to be a uh the same souls like style the the gameplay style of a souls game but it's going to be set in a uh kind of a weird alternate setting where you're like in the uh you're like in south america in the uh aztec ruins but you're like a like a kung fu you're like the combat style is like kung fu based or something I was like, what, you're like a kung fu fighter in fighting Aztec warriors or something? I was like, what? It's, that sounds so absurd. It could actually happen. Can't make this stuff up. Uh, there's also apparently a rumor of a potential remake of Demon Souls, which wouldn't necessarily be uh, from Sothra making it. I think it'd just be a Bandai Namco thing that they're doing. Just thought I'd bring it up while I'm thinking of it. Uh, but then there's always the the safe bet, the one that would be guaranteed to sell a buttload of copies and probably be reviewed very well so, which is Bloodborne 2. I think Sony would look at that and just be like, hell yeah, let's uh, let's fund this. Let's get this project off the off the writing board and let's uh, start doing it. That'd, that'd basically just be a guaranteed hit right there if they did Bloodborne 2. But then again, that's not necessarily the From Software way. For all we know, they could come back and be like, we're making an armored core for PlayStation 4. People would just be like, oh my god, a mech game from From Software? That would be pretty cool, actually. That, I mean, they, they very well could. Who knows? I'm ready for a Gundam MMO. I, the point is, there's so many rumors, speculating speculations on what From Software is actually doing that I can't really pinpoint one that'd be most likely. Uh, like even Bloodborne Two is like I don't know if they would actually do that. Who knows? Uh, I think uh, From Software shows up, and it doesn't really matter what they reveal. I think uh, the crowd and the the fans will like it regardless. And then the last thing that I expect to see at the show is a potential demo of Red Dead Redemption Two. Now, the reason why I think we'll see this at the Sony show and not anywhere else is because there is an exclusive partnership between Sony and Rockstar for the promotion of this game. 
And I'm willing to bet that Sony paid a lot of money to get that. Because you know Microsoft was probably really wanting to get that as well. But um, you spend Rockstar kind of money. I'm willing to bet as soon as you have those rights, you're going to try to use those rights. (laughs) So I wouldn't... The battle of uh, native versus scaled 4K. Basically, so... I would definitely would not be surprised if they brought Red Dead Redemption 2 there at the end of the show to close it out and end with some sort of message that says play it this well, next spring on PlayStation 4 Pro. Go buy yours today. I'm speaking of uh, PlayStation 4 Pro. I don't really expect them to push it much beyond uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 if that show- gets showcased. I mean, every trailer would probably end with like little thing that's like Playborn 4K HDR on PlayStation 4 Pro, but that's, that's probably going to be it. I don't really expect them to have like the actual PlayStation 4 Pro on the on the stage and having one of the one of the uh, like the CEOs come out and be like, look how nice this is. Don't you want one? I don't I don't expect Has that to happen. It came out last October, I think. It's been it's been out there, but it's not really selling super well because it's again like an enthusiast product. (laughs) Like myself personally, like if I had not gotten a PlayStation Four already, I would be like, oh yeah, that's that's the PlayStation to get. But since I already have a PlayStation, the step up is so minor; it's not worth me trying to resell my PlayStation just to get a small upgrade. Right. Uh, but we'll see. I, yeah, I don't expect that to be uh, nearly as prevalent as Scorpio is uh, during the show. Uh, any other comments or speculations for what we could see at Sony? Uh, I can't think of anything. It's It very well could be like a big repeat of last year, but I think, I think they can get away with that. I think they, as long as they come out and actually give like release dates for these projects, they will probably be fine. Next year, E3. <laughs> Next year, E3. It's like, we're going to get Detroit Become Human, Last of Us 2, Death Stranding, Bloodborne 2, Day is Gone. Dun, dun, dun. No. They're just writing names at this point. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's move on to that. The, the final show. It's not going to actually be happening uh, at E3, but it's going to be uh, during a uh, special Nintendo Direct that they always do on one of their own YouTube channels or something like that. So uh, this this is probably going to be the bigger one as they have. Uh, they've probably been saving a couple of things uh, just for the occasion. I think, unsurprisingly, the probably the big game they have to showcase is going to be the new Mario game, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, that little trailer we got last... Well, not last year, but like back in January for the the reveal of that was one of those trailers where it asks more que- like it leaves you with more questions than you came in with. So I think though <laughs> you're like, what did I just watch right now? Why is Mario in New York City? Why are there actual people with regular human proportions here making Mario look all goofy? Why is Mario's heart- hat have eyes? It's like, what's going on? <laughs> But yeah, so I expect them to come on out with that. Uh, no, maybe show a couple stages uh, and give a, a definitive release date for that. Because right now it's scheduled for holiday 2017. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they came on out and said it's like mid-December or something like that for the release. 
I'd actually be a little surprised if they pushed it back until next year. I think they need something like a new Mario to push switches around Christmas time. They've got deluxe everything coming out. They got deluxe everything coming out, that's for sure. I <laughs> I definitely would not be surprised if there are even more deluxes that come out of the show. But the like moving on, yeah, so like after E3, I think uh the next title that's gonna be coming out for this the next big title coming up for Switch is the Splatoon 2. Um, I heard that apparently they're going to be doing like a like an esports kind of thingy with Splatoon two before the before the actual direct. So we might not actually see very much of that at all during the show. That's probably going to happen at like a Nintendo Playhouse thing later in the week. We might see a little bit of that uh, since the game is so close to release. They're probably just going to save screen time for other games, uh, like the uh, for example the official reveal of the long rumored Mario plus Rabbids. Battle Kingdom RPG thing, which is a co-developed product with Ubisoft, since it is using both a Nintendo property and a Ubisoft property uh, from the Rayman series of uh, the Rabbids, or basically the video game's equivalent of uh, Minions. But uh, from what I've heard, this strange RPG title is supposed to be like a Mario-skinned XCOM strategy game. <laughs> That's quite a mouthful. That's what I heard it, it was described as. And I'm like, what? That sounds ridiculous. Almost as ridiculous as like the artwork we've seen for this game already with like the four of the main Mario characters and rabid equivalents of them dressed up as like Bunny Peach and Bunny Mario and Bunny Luigi. It's Quite a sight to behold if you have not seen the artwork for that yet, especially the uh, the Bunny Peach on the front cover there. <laughs> uh, you will never unsee that. But it's interesting. It's definitely one of uh, the more unique things I've actually seen Nintendo push out lately. Uh, so that's always refreshing to see. I hope the uh, the gameplay reveal of that can impress. Uh, let's get into some uh, potential DX ports now, shall we? Oh yes, uh, I think I think you will agree with me that probably the biggest one they could announce is a Smash Brothers DX, a new Smash Brothers like a remake of the previous one. That'd be about it. Unless they actually release uh, Smash Five or something, but I think I think a like uh, Switch port of Smash Four is very likely. They get me to buy a Switch. They would be crazy not to release that, although. They are. I mean, it was announced they were doing Pokémon DX, Pokémon Tournament DX. It's like, do we want to release another fighting game so soon? Like, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of competition on the Switch. I don't know. The other one's like a party game kind of. Oh yeah, there's definitely more of a party game feel to Smash, and I think, <laughs> I think if anything, Smash would sell much better than Pokémon. Yeah. His Pokemon feels like a hardcore, like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat style. Yeah, something like that. Uh, like the it's easy to pick up. A little bit more fixed into the characters. Um, another deluxe port that maybe is not super likely to happen, but I would love to see it is a uh, like a newer version of Mario Maker. Maybe you can incorporate some elements of Super Mario Odyssey into that somehow. 
maybe like since the uh, Mario Maker is 2D, you would have to stay on the 2D plane instead of a 3D plane, unless they totally just did something wacky and crazy with it. But I don't know. I think uh, I think you could do that. Maybe release it earlier in the fall and have it be kind of like a, a segue into Mario Odyssey. I think that would uh, do pretty well. And I'm I'm not saying that because I almost bought a Switch. Uh, I almost bought a Wii U just for Mario Maker. It's not. It's, that's <laughs> totally not the reason. <laughs> By the way, I would totally love to just play the Hundred Mario Challenge and play unlimited Mario levels. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, we will probably also see a bit of the new Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Um, we only saw a short kind of teaser trailer for that at the Switch event, but it was pretty impressive visual-wise, just with the kind of scale. They seem to be hinting that would be in the game with like giant whales flying in the sky and weird other JRPG kind of things that I can't really explain. It's one of those things you have to just see for yourself to really make heads or tail of it. Uh, but I know a lot of people that are into the JRPGs that are super pumped for that title, so we might see a bit of that, but who knows. Uh, there's, of course, the, the fabled Metroid series, which for some strange reason seems to have become the redheaded stepchild of the, Mar- of the, the Nintendo franchises, just being left on the code and forgotten. Ever since, uh... Metroid Other M, they've kind of just like ignored it and refused to really do anything with it. So, I think a lot of uh, longtime Metroid fans would like to see a comeback for that, even if it's not the the 3D Prime series. If it's more of a 2D classic Metroid game, I'm sure people would still be totally down for that. Uh, if uh, if there are any Metroid fans listening to the show, I'd definitely like to hear what your thoughts are on that and the possibility of a uh, comeback for the series, because I don't have a whole lot of experience to speak from. Uh, and then moving on, um, since there was just a Pokemon Direct that was used to reveal the new Pokemon Tournament DX for Switch, the brand new Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon for 3DS, and the Pokemon Gold and Silver for 3DS Virtual Console. I have my doubts we'll actually see anything from Pokemon at all at the Nintendo Direct. They're probably just going to leave it at what it is for now. Uh, even though I'd love more details for the new Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, since they were super vague about it in the reveal. But uh, again, I think they'll they'll probably save that for later on. And then uh, the last franchise I really want to bring up is uh, Animal Crossing. Because I, I know there's been rumors of a like Animal Crossing mobile game for phone, like, a, like an Animal Crossing Go. And apparently there's another version of it coming out for 3DS soon. Uh, I just want to throw it out there that uh, that would be the perfect game to put on the Switch. Uh, so Nintendo, if you could go and uh, make that Switch version, I would happily uh, buy 10, 20, or 30 copies of it. Thank you very much, and uh, I hope to be uh, seeing you playing that on the, the demo right there, because I want that Switch version, Nintendo, please. Uh, apparently there's also a rumored Legend of Zelda mobile game, but I'd be kind of surprised if we saw anything about that in any substantial capacity. Uh, if there is anything Zelda-related, they're probably going to come on out and just kind of talk about some of the upcoming DLC for Breath of the Wild. I think that's still um, on people's minds. I think that would go over pretty pretty decently. So that's probably what they'll do for Zelda, and that's about it. 
Uh, yeah, but other than that, though, uh, Nintendo tends to be super unpredictable, so I don't really know what else we could expect. Uh, any anything you kind of wanted to throw in there? Maybe it's any any ideas? Um, I don't know. Nintendo's not been a big E3 player in the last couple of years. Not so much. No, they they like doing their own thing for sure. Uh, so, so I think uh, I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, Nintendo's just gonna do their own thing, no matter how unpredictable it's uh, gonna end up being. Um, that was kind of the last of the shows that we had to really talk about. Um, I think uh, I think we'll start wrapping up our uh, pre-E3 coverage here with uh, maybe maybe suggesting some titles that you'd like to see more than any others, even if they've already been denounced as not happening or anything like that. Uh, for example, I'll give three games that I want to really see. Um, the first game that I want to see really badly is the Star Wars game from Respawn Entertainment that we, uh, I mentioned before. I definitely wouldn't be surprised if we saw nothing about it, but I am going to hold out hope. Uh, the second title that I really want to see is a Elder Scrolls Six. Again, it's apparently not happening this year, but I'm going to hold out hope. And Todd Howard... Don't you dare disappoint me, even though it's not your fault. Don't disappoint me. And then the the last title that I really want to see almost more than any others is actually that Switch version of Animal Crossing. I would spend so many hours on the GameCube in the DS versions of Animal Crossing, and I would happily do that exact same tedious process on the Switch because it's basically the best of both worlds whenever I want. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Isn't uh, that was the farm indie game coming to the Switch soon? Uh, yeah, there is apparently a Switch version of Stardew Valley coming out for Switch. And actually, now that now that you mentioned, I think there's also a new Harvest Moon game coming up for Switch. So there's lots of life slash farm simulators coming out for the Switch in the future. <laughs> oh boy. I can hardly wait. Uh, so, um, in real party game. Uh, so, how about you? What are uh, like three things that you really want to see, even if uh, they are seeming very unlikely at this point? Uh, definitely something on the Bad Company series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably my numero uno. Uh, second would be bringing maybe another Pokemon Stadium in or some mm. type of open world. Could actual style game. Yeah. Got, you know, a brand new console to mess around on. You're not going to do anything with like one of your best IP. <laughs> Typical Nintendo. The third one? I don't know. I don't want to copy you and say Elder Scrolls, but. Copy me all day. Who doesn't want an Elder Scrolls game? Because, <laughs> uh, I would say Halo, but I don't know how good a Halo would be coming out. You know, they they would have a lot to prove for sure. And like Forza, Forza Three is good, but they just came out with that, so there's just really no room for another one. Right. I definitely said mentions and picks. Um, I am gonna cheat a little bit and mention and do an honorable mention because uh, I haven't brought it up at all. Um, the reason for that is because uh, CD Projekt Red has a 
new title in the works called (laughs) Cyberpunk 2077. But they they actually announced like over a month ago, like far in advance, that they had no plans of showing it at E3 this year, and they were going to focus 100% on their Gwent standalone game, the the new Gwent card game that's like in open beta right now. So they're in full swing of that. Um. So yeah, like I I even mentioned it because there there's apparently no chance of that showing up at all, but. They surprised us and brought out some Cyberpunk 2077. I I could die happy. Just haven't actually seen that game in some sort of capacity beyond that teaser trailer that we got four years ago. That game was announced four years ago. We've seen absolutely nothing from it since then. That make my summer. <laughs> make a lot of people's summer. Like, you don't have to come out and be like, yeah, we're planning on releasing it in this general time frame. I'd just be like, I just want to know that the game exists in some capacity beyond that trailer. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we do have a couple of comments from our Facebook post. Um, uh, the first one, I was asking on uh, social media what people were hoping to see uh, the most out of E3, kind of like how we were just mentioning. And uh, some of the responses I got uh, included uh, from Aaron. He says he's really looking forward to seeing Days Gone. Uh, definitely definitely right on. Didn't expect that answer from too many people, but I'm glad to see that there. And uh, from Preston, he made a comment and said that every time he sees the Elder Scrolls Six mentioned, it makes his eyes tingle because he wants it that badly. I can't blame him for that. I think uh, I think we're all in agreement that Another Scroll Six would be probably the highlight of the show of any show, really. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of uh, our big main topic of this month. It was kind of a kind of a special episode since we were down one member, but uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks or so with our review. Like uh, once E three happens, we'll come back and talk about what actually was shown what was actually revealed. Uh, if you have any questions or even feedback for future episodes, um, you can hit us up on Facebook at mouse and joystick podcast. You can find us on Twitter at M and J underscore podcast, or you can even hit us up with an email at M and uh, no, not M and J it's a uh, mouse and joystick at gmail.com. Uh, I'll be reviewing those emails from time to time. So if you have a question, it will sit happily in there. Uh, and, uh, before we sign out, I would just like to mention that we are part of the podcast empire network. We are on Patreon at pod, uh, not podcast. We are on uh, Patreon at patreon.com forward slash podcast empire network. And I would like to give a shout out to our Patreon, Trevon Brady. Uh, Mr. Brady there is one of our premium tiered members. Uh, definitely appreciate all the support he's been giving us there. So, if you would also like to be given a shout out at the end of every episode, you too can become a Patreon for as low as a single dollar a month. Help support the shows, keep us online, keep the websites running and all that. Uh, other than that, though, I don't really have anything else to add. Uh, do you, Did you have anything you want to say before we close this out, Noah? Uh, I don't know. Everybody have a good E3. Uh, uh, dream big. <laughs> dream big. Merry Gamer Christmas, everybody. Wake me.